Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the ad-supported version of the Sun Ranto Show. If you don't want to hear ads and hear the show as... Danny, Michael, and Crawley intended. Well, then join us at patreon.com slash sunranto, and for a dollar a month, you can get your own RSS feed and get the show completely ad-free. But this one is completely ad-supported by my bookie. And uh, I just want you guys to know that I know that a lot of you guys out there are gamblers. Uh, you watch football every weekend, college pro, and you, you boo Tom Brady from your uh, couch. But, uh, you know, why don't you bet on these things? And if you bet on them, uh, get off the sidelines and go to mybookie.ag. Uh, it's the premier place to bet on a football, college and pro, every weekend. They've got the most up-to-date lines. they got the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, just bet at mybookie.ag because they support the Sunranto Show. Now, if uh, you like to bet a little, win a lot, try the parlay. they got parlays over there. Uh, you pick your locks for the week, put them together in one big, massive parlay bet, and when they all come through for you, the rewards will be huge. So if uh, you just want to sit there and watch the game on the couch like a jerk uh, with nothing to gain, don't do anything. But if you want to get back in the game and uh, put your hard-earned money on the line to try to make more, well, MyBookie's the place to do it. And the best part is if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So uh, you put in $1,000, they give you $1,000. That's how doubling works. So... um, yeah, do it. Use promo code CHAIR. That's how you get the offer. And uh, uh, once again, CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, like armchair media. That's our uh, sponsor. They, they hook up all the ads, so uh, this is from them. And um, yeah, go to mybookie.ag today. Place your bets because you play, and uh, then you win. Afterwards, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Lucho Scali Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton It's the Sun Ranto Show, and uh, I'm Danny Rocket, and uh, also we have... Uh, out here in the frigid Colorado IA. Yeah, I, it's snowing there? Oh, uh, it's been snowing all day. Like, it started at, like, uh, 5 a.m., and it's been snowing all day, and it's supposed to go until, like, noon tomorrow. Wow. 13 inches in some places. It's cold here. It's like in the 30s, and I, I got off, I was in New York all weekend where it was in the 60s, and then I got off that plane, I was like, oh, why do I live in Chicago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and also here in frigid Chicago land area, we have creepy crawlies hiding under rocks and creepy crawlies living in a tree. Hi, Crawley. How's everybody doing? 
Uh, pretty good. And I've got a surprise for you, Crawley, because uh, one of our listeners who I, I think you know him, Dan Nielsen, right? Yeah, I know Dan. So uh, he had written a Michael in Michael Cotton inclusive uh, Sunranto theme song a while back, and uh, he wrote a Crawley inclusive theme song. So let me play it for you. Oh, let's hear it. Crawley is on the Sunranto show. Because Lyle disappeared six months ago. <laughs> Can't pronounce Paul's last name, but his insight on the game doesn't blow. He's a real big Cubs fan. Creepy Crawley. Hiding in the rocks. Creepy Crawley. Hiding in a tree. Creepy Crawley. <laughs> show. Ho, ho, ho. Creepy Crawley. Hiding in the rocks. Creepy Crawley. Hiding in a tree. Crowley and the Sun Rento Show. That's my favorite part. Michael Cott. <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, that's the worst part, that last bit. Oh, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been tree. quite the day for me. I mean, Dan Dan putting me in on the song and then uh, Michael Cotton making an official Crawley mascot logo. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't see this. No, you've seen it. Remember the stickers I made? couple years ago yeah i uh it's that one and i just posted it as my my avatar on twitter now and when crawley saw it he immediately thought it was his which <laughs> is totally understandable because it's a crawling cubs fan cubes fan at least uh yeah, yeah. sunranto making moves changing yeah, changing avatars the in the off season like a uh you you said it looked like a cleveland c which i disagree with but I did change the C a bit, so it's more cubes like. All right. Well, Crawley, you do you do need a logo. Uh, you know, like I said, yeah, Michael Cotton did a good job. That one, that one looks fine for me. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> but wait a second. Yep, it's now Crawley's. <laughs> no, nope, it's, oh it's his now. Fucking Sun Ranto show stole one of them. Now Crawley's stealing the other one. Well, you know, you've got to contribute to this show somehow, Michael. <laughs> I mean, a Cub fan crawling on his hands and knees. Who hasn't seen me doing that around Wrigleyville? Right. Oh, I certainly have. I've ridden you <laughs> like a horse. Oh, that, that's the next one. Yeah. Danny riding Crawley. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, been kind of an eventful week in a way. I mean, so far, uh, not really. Uh, Grandpa Rossi. Uh, he had his presser, and uh, that's pretty much all that happened. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, other than other than sadly, the Nats losing all three uh, at home. I know. Uh, we'll talk. It, about it that. will only be good if no home team wins at all. Yeah, that'd be weird and fun, right? It would be weird, and it would be good because I want the Nats to win, and that would mean the Nats win. Yeah, you know, they're down two one when I came down today. It, it's been it's been an interesting one to watch, but man, I just can't believe how they just got steamrolled in Washington and seeing Scherzer uh, not being able to take the ball in Game Five was really something. Well, do you know what it really reminded me of? It reminded me of the stupid Cubs at Wrigley Field during the World Series, <laughs> just playing tight. You know what I mean? Like, and it was a weird. I mean, I guess we could start here before the Grandpa Rossi presser, even though I've we got, may as well talk yeah. about actual baseball that's happening, despite it feeling like 
it's fucking December 23rd at my house. Well, the actual baseball that's happening, it's two to one Houston right now. And I have the game on next to me. So I, I am watching actual baseball. But that was a weird uh, trip to Washington for the bit of the World Series. I felt like, you know, the I felt like the home team kind of was playing tight, like just the vibe of them. The, you know, the Nationals, they they just didn't. You know, they looked so loose and fun and baby sharky. And then, like, they come out in game three, game four, and they looked really tight. And then game five was so weird. You got Trump showing up, everybody booing him. That's, you know, uh, a terrible umpire, right? I, I saw some. Uh, Sarah Sanchez wrote something on how bad he was. That was, um, uh, what's his Lance name? Barkdale? Lance Barksdale. Uh, uh, yeah, Lance, Lance Barksdale. Barksdale. Yeah, Lance yeah. Barksdale. Which, hey, we've heard of him, so it means he's terrible. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. When, when you hear the name and you're like, I've heard that name before, it means he's a bad ump. But, you know, so Trump gets booze. Then uh, a guy holding two Bud Light uh, gets a ball to the stomach but catches it. I didn't... He, I didn't, he didn't catch it. He just picked it up after it hit the ground. He looked like he looked like he was a better defensive catcher than Wilson Contreras because <laughs> what he did is he was double fisting two Bud Lights. So he had two Bud Lights in his hand, and the ball come, and he just kind of stuck his chest. The ball died right in front of him, and he picked it up. Hero. And now he's okay. at the game right now. Here's my here's my thing about this. Like the move was good, right? He got in front of it, you know caught it like you know let it hit his chest so it dropped in front of him good move but everybody like fucking freaking out like oh he didn't spill his beards those are fucking bud lights fuck a bud light i will throw both bud lights at the two people next to me so that i have both hands open for a world series home run ball well you know what i mean like bud lights shitty beer He's that, not fucking doing anything special by saving. They that. still cost him thirty eight dollars. I thirty eight bucks is worth it to get that ball, right? Hey, I, I the only thing I wish is somebody else would have gotten the ball because then he would have looked like a dumbass <laughs> for not fucking dropping those beers. What I was thinking when I was watching that is is that was definitely not the Wrigley Field bleachers. I mean. You know, oh, God. Where, 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 where was the Mai Tai guy in Washington? You know, uh, I mean, he basically just nobody reached for the ball. It just hit him in the chest, went on the ground. He just picked it up. There was a goddamn World Series ball. There that would, was my thing. How did nobody get that ball when he was like trying to adjust the beers in his hand so he could get it? They're like, just, the they're fuck? not, they're not pro. That's, uh, I think that's Crawley's point. Like, how many beers would have been <laughs> spilt in the Wrigley Field bleachers? 70? 80 maybe beers get spilt. And that's literally, that would have been for a warning track shot, 70 or 80 <laughs> beers spilled. I, I was waiting to see somebody go jumping over him, somebody bashing to the sides. No, it's nice and calm. He just picks up his beer and, you know, picks up the ball and he's got the beers in his hand. Yeah. Well, well, it's a thousand dollar ticket up there too. So those people don't scramble like the well, Mai Tai and, and guy. Here's, here's the thing too. They had more people in that stadium than I think they had cumulative over the entire year. <laughs> Maybe the last two. <laughs> Those uh, people just have never been to baseball games. They don't even know what it's like to be out there. And uh, the other thing that happened in this game, and by the way, I missed this whole game because I was in Manhattan and I was doing my comedy show 
and I got drunk with some old friends, and uh, so I, I totally missed the game. I was trying to get them to turn it on in every bar I went to, and they were like, nah, we don't want that type in here, so we, we're going to play this like 1970s ironic chase movie <laughs> you know instead <laughs> you know and so instead i went they're like they're like we'll put on some bowling or maybe some darts yeah but, but only for, like minnesota fats play in pool from like 1986 <laughs> <laughs> but uh but the other thing that happened in this game that of course i saw on twitter is everywhere was the boobs so you had booze for trump booze for the guy and boobs Right behind home plate. How about <laughs> those, those ladies? Those two women got banned from every MLB park forever. Like, what? For killing their boobs? Really? That, you know, uh, I remember Danny's famous photo of the rally titties. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, these were quite different. Oh, they, <laughs> they, they were <laughs> they were much nicer. Those were like two models. Uh, Evan Altman posted on Twitter the New York Post, like, you know, outed who they were. Yeah, they were promoting something. That's why they got yelled at by MLB. What were they promoting? Boobs? <laughs> well, like, yes. I didn't see anything. But- I, I believe that they are in the boob business. Yes. I believe there was there was uh, some sort of shirt. It was something on their shirt. Nobody paid attention to the shirt, and then it was up, you know? <laughs> it was a little but It was something to do with the shirt that has to do with some sort of uh, website, some like a, like a Playboy, like for the 21st century type website. Uh. Well, I noticed that they both had yellow shirts, which I only noticed because I was like, well, it's weird. Neither one of these teams has yellow, right? So, but I did not notice that there was anything on those shirts. Well, I mean, and it's unfair because if they're going to yell at him for promoting something, I mean, isn't Marlins man promoting something himself, you know, in his little brand? I don't know what he's trying to do, really. I think he's just crazy. Or how about the Joe Buck sucks guy? Yeah, or any fucking person that has a logo on their shirt at all. Like, it's it's not like they took their shirts off and then held it out in front of them so that you couldn't see their boobs, but you could see the shirts. Like, that's not what they did. Nobody has any idea what was on the shirts. Now, I cannot uh, – This is I can't remember who saw it, said it on Twitter, but I saw it. But the league's letter informed the women that they violated the league's code of fan conduct by exposing themselves to promote a business. So it's okay to expose yourself as long as you're not – promoting a business i think is <laughs> you just can't mix those two things and you know what Whoa. i you know what i'm down with that i fucking hate commercials even when they do have boobs but yeah i was gonna I say just but want you- free boobs i don't want i don't want to i don't want to pay for my boobs with by looking at ads michael i don't know how long you've been alive <laughs> but but boobs are never free oh just, that's true they always that's have true. some sort of price that's uh, true, and if the ads don't pay for them, I guess I have to pay for them out of my yeah, pocket. Yeah, just out of pocket, yeah. So, okay, let's – the ad-free boobs thing is a bad idea then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I – in fact, more ads with boobs, please. You know, let's, let's – Yes. In fact, do you know what I really want? Because it is a double standard because if some fat guy was back there, you know, and he showed his moobs, you know, they wouldn't call that necessarily exposing himself – because uh, it would be a, a man, you know, man nipples are uh, are nothing, even if they he had bigger boobs than those women. And even if he was promoting something, I don't think they come after him. No, I don't think they would either. And, and the other thing is, honestly, I, the, I didn't see it on TV. I saw it on 
Twitter. That's what I saw, right? too. I was, I was drunk at a bar watching a drag queen. <laughs> yeah, and the footage that I saw, drag queen is perfect segue, the footage I saw had no heads above the boobs. It could totally have been a man with boobs. Well, yeah. Those could have been fake <laughs> boobs. I don't know anything about those boobs. All I know is that it was zoomed in, there, you know, and then there they were. I assume they were real, but that doesn't mean anything in these day, this day and age. I don't know how real they were. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I met real in that uh, they were born with. Well, I guess men are too. But, yeah, exactly. but like I we said, we all got nipples, you, baby. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. So, uh, anything else to add on this World Series? Because uh, I'm I'm kind of oh. ready for the season to be over. Cubs got their new manager. You know, it's it, he's officially announced. He's wearing number three. So uh, hopefully Daniel Descalso will uh, pick a new team. I mean, number. That means, yeah, that means uh, Descalso is gone. That's what it's telling me. Yeah. Um, it, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know. Should a manager take a number from an active player? Not if it's a good player. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously not if it's a good player. It, it's but Daniel really, Descalso. Is anyone going to really cry should... about that? No, I mean, Descalso has no no legs to stand on for that. No, literally, but, he has no legs. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, it doesn't matter. Like, even Descalso, right? Even if he is a bench player or something, we don't know. Maybe that number means something to him as well. I don't think a manager should be taking a number from a player. Just... Flat on pr- across on the principle board. is care. what you're saying. This is the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> like, you know what? The day Grandpa Rossi took that number three from Descalso is the day I lost this team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I mean, I just think it's weird. It's weird, right? Like, no, uh, people get up. So Descalso's getting two and a half million dollars. He can he and he did he did absolutely nothing for the team. So I'm fine with him. Take away his jersey. Take away his bats. Take away everything. <laughs> the cleats, I, his I'm, locker. Right. When you talk about the specific player, sure. But just in general, a player probably shouldn't have his it's number against... taken by the manager. There's a reason managers wear numbers like 70, you know, because nobody has that number. <laughs> Admit it, you deserve that. <laughs> and if I'm Rossi, I'm taking number 55 because I'm the 55th manager of the Chicago Cubs. And that means something, right? Like, that's what I would do. Certainly does to Sammy Hagar, who can't drive it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, you hit our demographic right in the the wheelhouse. Right in the the choppers. Um, I really really enjoyed the press conference. Uh, uh, Crawley, I really enjoyed what you tweeted out during or after it about how – if you hear what it, the word accountable oh. one more time, like if, if or if you you said if you had a beer, if I had a drink for every time they said accountability. I'd be pretty drunk right now. Yeah. Oh, and, yes. And, accountability and, was a big one. I think uh, David Ross said winning more than anybody since Charlie Sheen. Like he said winning like he said in winning his a lot. opening thing. It was every other word was winning. I uh, I made a little soundboard. For uh, all the times he said accountability, I actually have one, two. I've got ten of them. He's a, and that um, that might not be all of them. Accountability. And of course, I messed. <laughs> accountability. I got to turn it all up. That was that was 
that part when uh, David Ross, when the, when the acid really took control. Accountability. accountability. <laughs> I mean, some form of it, accountable or accountability, he said numerous times. I mean, I've, I've got 10 of them here. And it, it was a little tiresome. I mean, it, it, it really did feel because that's the same thing that Theo's always talking about. He's been talking about it since last offseason, presser about holding everybody accountable, right? So it just seems like more of the same. And so if I'm going to try to get a job from Theo Epstein, I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to say exactly what he told everybody the last two years right back to him. And he's going to be like, this guy's brilliant. I'm hiring him. You know what I mean? You know, well, I, uh, when, I, when I looked at the when I was listening and I, and I, I listened to it the first time as it was happening and I, I listened to it again tonight before we got on here and uh you know, there's definitely some very kind of clear company lines that are going to be that that Ross definitely was really kind of good at as far as the difference between him and Joe. And you could read a lot in between the lines of some of the things that were said. Yeah, I noticed that on a on a few things as well. He seems like he's he's going to be a little I I guess he tried to come off. Well, first of all. I guess we're not supposed to call him Grandpa Rossi anymore because he's like, that's an unfair assessment of who I am. I'm really just a hard as hard nails catcher whose head's in the game, who's been managing this whole time from the bench, making those decisions, uh, you know, holding guys accountable. Accountable. Yeah, so he's no longer Grandpa Rossi. He's Uncle Rossi. He's that like asshole uncle that would come over and just kind of start doing shit. And you're like, fucking leave me alone. I mean, I think grandpa, old old men are pretty grumpy and pissy. And I mean, he could still be Grandpa Rossi. Yeah, he could be. I'm just I'm feeling like that uncle that like your your uh, your mom and dad don't really like. And they'd rather not have him there because he's just kind of a dick. The one who makes racist comments at the Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. table. Yes, I got a, I got a couple. That could of be those. Grandpa as well, though. Yeah, my, my, uh, I've got one uncle who's unhappy with uh, the ethnic makeup of the White Sox infield. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, but Crawley, you, you have kids uh, that may recognize the Uncle Grandpa. That dude from uh, he's from some Disney show, Uncle Grandpa, and he's a big pain in the ass at everybody's, you know. You know, I'm really lucky we kept my kids away from a lot of that kind of garbage. I didn't have any Barney or Uncle Grandpa, so yeah, I, I think dude, we did something right. It, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There are there are people out there listening that actually know exactly who Uncle Grandpa is, but yeah, maybe we call him Uncle Grandpa now. Just drop Rossi altogether. Uh, you know, when when he was when when they brought him out, Theo kind of starts talking about, you know, kind of pumping him up a little bit, David Ross. And, uh, you know, he he talks about his proactive approach to leadership. Yeah. You Theo know, said and, proactive and, and once, a lot, too. Like it. Isn't that a, a zit cream? <laughs> it is. And, you know, just about the and winning. If he had showed his boobs while he was saying it, he would have got banned by MLB. <laughs> So, like, for me, that was number one was kind of the proactive approach to leadership. So that was that first thing that kind of started to kind of click to me, like, okay, Dave, you know, if you know uh, Madden, he's kind of one of those laid-back guys, let the clubhouse police itself. And I think that's right away one thing that kind of Theo brought up at the beginning. Uh, and, and, yeah, I, I did hear proactive a lot. Um, uh, he's always the other talking thing, corporate speak buzzword style, you know what I mean? 
Right. The next thing that Theo said that kind of perked my ears a little bit is that Ross took winning personally and that the the whole had to be greater than the sum of its parts. And I've heard Theo say that a couple of times. So you had, you did have players have individually good years, but there was something that I think Theo thought was missing as far as the, when we've talked about it on the show, you know, the unity of the team didn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't add up. And so then they give Ross the Jersey. And that was, I think the only reason they had Jed Hoyer there is because Theo held one end of the Jersey and Hoyer, held the other end, and he didn't do anything else the whole rest of the press conference. Yeah, he's, right. he's a great jersey holder, amongst other things that he does for the team, that Jed Hoyer. Well, and he just got that new promotion, so he holds uh, jerseys for major league players instead of minor league players. Yeah, so it's it's a new thing for him. But no, do you know what, though? When he did put that jersey on in the hat, and he said, you know, it feels good to put this back on. And it made me think, though, that he never really wore a hat. As a catcher. <laughs> and I was like, we well, never wore a fucking Cubs hat. He always had the helmet on or a hel- you know, the, one of the two helmets. Yeah. But I but I will say this, when he put that jersey on and I saw the genuine look on his face to be uh, so happy to be back and to be given this opportunity, obviously something he dreamed about for a long time. It made me change my tune in my brain because I know we, you know, all three of us were kind of like, oh, yeah, nice uh, change of scenery there, uh, Theo. Just, you know, keep holding on to your guys. And that, and, and I think that's still a fair uh, criticism of the entire situation. But when Grandpa Rossi put that on, I smiled and I felt good about it. And I was like, okay, just naturally, my gut instinct is that this is going to be okay. Yeah, no, I I feel good about him being the manager. He just wasn't the exact guy that I wanted. I don't think he'll be a bad one, but I but I will say, what I was noticing during that whole first part, and then and and really it extended through the whole press conference. How different it was from Joe's. There was no laughter, and there no, was no silence, and no drinking, <laughs> no shots and beers. Well, granted, there was no shots at beer. They weren't at the bar, but it was just, it was weird. Like, it was weird how quiet everybody was. There was no kind of like, it didn't feel like the press corps was excited in any way. Did it feel like that to you? Like, it was just so... Well, what you got to remember is that, you know, 2014, the Cubs are in last place again. Uh, you, you know, but you, you start to see the Javi Baez is coming up. You're starting to see some of these players. You're hearing about Chris uh, Bryant being the minor league player of the year. They go out and they get, uh, you know, you, 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 this was like the big move when you were able to get mad and that was kind of out of nowhere. So he only got out of his contract because of a loophole that was in his Tampa Bay contract. So when Andrew Friedman left as GM of, uh, Tampa Bay to take the Dodgers job, that opened up a loophole for Joe Madden to get out of his contract. So right. the the Cubs already had a manager, Ricky Renteria, who was under contract. And so, honestly, David Ross was just kind of like, you know, how what were the odds that he was going to get the manager job? There's a lot of you know talk that he there that, you know, he was going to you know he's being groomed for it the whole time. Right. And granted, you're going from Renteria to Joe Madden, which that's a cause for celebration, and. You know, this time you're going from Madden really to anybody. But it, it, it was anybody's ball game. Field. What's that? It was anybody's ball game to get this job. Like we really, it, it didn't. It wasn't obvious that you know 
that that Ross was going to be the guy. It didn't because it's not like imagine if Davey Martinez was still the bench coach this whole time. Then he would just step into being the manager, which makes me wonder why they went with somebody like Mark Loretta instead of. Yeah, so maybe he wasn't groomed because you'd figure like Rossi could have been the bench coach, you know what I mean, uh, the last couple of years or even the last one year because Loretta's only been it for a year, right? Right, he's been there for a year and my understanding is that they wanted Ross to take the bench job and uh, he wanted to spend more time with family at this point in right. time. Right, he'd do his little cushy ESPN gig. Right, so he's got, think about it, he he's, gets to be on the Cubs payroll, he's on ESPN, he kind of makes his own hours, he's, he gets to hang out with his family, so I he, think he, he played got his that. He played his cards right. It's the big job or it's no job, you and know? Th- yeah, and I think when you, when you look at what happened with uh, David Ross, he understood this job is open now. You know, they, they, they wanted to move on from Joe Madden. The position was open. You don't know if that is going to happen. You know, let's say they would have gotten uh, Espada and Espada was a phenomenal manager. Then that job is gone, you know? Yeah. And, and, and maybe he sticks around for seven years and yeah, no, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. And another positive thing is he did talk a lot and he's really recently a catcher only what, three years ago or four. 16, 17, we're going on four, right? So, um, because, I mean, you need a catcher. Managers that are former catchers, I, I think that's the best uh, way it could be because they're used to managing in-game every single moment as the field general. And he did talk a lot about that, and that gave me a lot of hope. And I really liked how direct he was. You know, like... um you know, he was just uh, looking everybody in the eye and not like it wasn't he wasn't cr- non blinkingly creepy, but he you know, he just was very direct. He addressed everybody by name. He was incredibly professional. I don't know if, if that vibe came off to you. Well, I think I think, you know, sometimes you look for what you didn't have. And, and we're all in agreement that we did. We're not getting some guy that's yelling or screaming. But when Joe is with the media, he kind of would like to philosophize and wax poetically about all sorts of different things and, and about vibing and frequency and that kind of stuff. Where, where when you have Joe Madden, it's it's a uh, or I mean, with uh, David Ross, it's very direct, like you said. And it was, you know, and like Michael said, it's nobody was laughing because he's not funny, <laughs> he's the, he, he, you know, but I, I think that'll give us a lot of material of the future because he'll be so serious that it'll be funny to you us. Know, <laughs> uh, one thing that I, that kind of, like I said, perked my ear up a little bit. And I don't know uh, if you listen to Ross, he was very deferential. He talked a lot about uh, the managers before him that he learned from uh, when you talk about uh uh, Terry Francona and Bobby Cox. And he mentioned Joe Madden and that he was going to take some stuff from the Joe Madden playbook. Um, but the one thing I thought was interesting, and I think a lot of people kind of picked up on this is that he wants the game to come to him. So when he, he wants to see how the game's playing out when he's making decisions. And he said, you know, when managers have preset notions, okay, then that can, you know, that can kind of screw things up in a game. He wants to let the game come to him. I wrote and, that down too, Crawley. So when I, you know, everyone, the, the famous moment of that is, is World Series Game 7. When he had this notion in his head, he was going to go Hendricks, Lester to uh, Chapman. And 
he a lot of people felt that he pulled Hendricks too early and, and, and things kind of fell apart from there. Uh, obviously, the ending was good, but there was a lot of ulcers that were developed in that uh, last four or five but innings of that game. I mean, Joe, I mean, this is, I think, one of the things that always bothered me. It seemed like he would go into every game with some sort of plan. And then, then as the game changed on him towards the, you know, in the middle of the game, Joe was like, at least this last year, it really felt this way, just like a step behind every tick of the game. You know, just not playing it. In- it felt like he was being deliberate with that shit. Like he was ups- like, you know, the stuff I've been saying, like, I think there was stuff going on behind the scenes. I think he was trying to make a point. Yeah, I, I, that one just kind of stuck out to me really quick. And, and, and you know, he also talked about losing, that he's seen a lot of winning, but he's also seen losing. And that when the team's losing, you have to say something, not all the time, but that you can't let it slide sometimes. And I think that was a real big irritant to Theo. I think that... Joe felt that the talent was there and as long as everybody stayed calm and kind of played the played their part, did their role, everything was going to work out. Where I think that sometimes Theo did want Madden to be more proactive, especially during losing streaks, pulling uh, guys aside, kind of being more direct. So all this time we hear Theo bitching about like they think that the talent's just going to show up. We kept thinking that was about the players, but maybe that was about Madden. Madden just thinking, you know what? These guys are fine. It'll just show up. They'll just do it when it when they need to. I mean, I don't know how you can just go up to, you know, Anthony Rizzo and be like, do better. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, what what do you say to, to make a, it's, I mean, the game is tough and people go through their, you know, it's a long season. People go through the ups and downs of it. And I think it's, uh, I think what you, we're all talking about that would be a positive for the team is if, uh, maybe sometimes David Ross can inspire the team to work together. So to, I, I don't know, to, so that they fire on all cylinders instead of because it felt like an old jalopy with like misfiring pistons last year. You know what I mean? And, and that's where we come back to what he was saying about the whole being more important than the sum of the parts. So when when you kind of look at that, there, there's been a lot of talk that everything was kind of done almost like at an individual level more. And, and and even from like the stretching and stuff like that, there just wasn't a lot of team cohesiveness, uh, not doing things together. And I think that, you know, we joke about it. OK, you know, they're older and they're married and they have kids now and they don't have to hang out all the time. But maybe when they're there at the ballpark, maybe just doing more things together collaboratively as a team. Yeah. Speaking about that, uh, the one reporter asked specifically about the home and road splits this year, and he mentioned some of the things they were doing on the road weren't really conducive to winning without saying it in you know that directive terms. You know what I mean? Like he, he said some of the things that were going on, on the road didn't seem to help them. And maybe that's what you're talking about right now, right? Like them just all being on the same page and maybe, you know, when they're at home. Yeah. When you're at home, you've got the families and all the shit. But when you're on the road, that's the time maybe you can come together. But they weren't doing that. Right, and he was talking a little bit about having a routine on the road, and 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 you could tell that the the road, obviously the home road splits were just so crazy this year. I've never seen anything like that as a Cubs fan. Yeah, and I don't, it, I don't know that anybody has. Yeah, that was just weird. But it, it but you know, 
because it is a long season, you get a pretty large, you get 81 games to look at it and you got to look at it and say, there was something going on on the road that wasn't working out, you know, obviously. In 2016, the team was united. I mean, they were united on the road just in trying to cover up John Lackey's child eating. I mean, (laughs) that shit doesn't go unnoticed unless like the entire team's working. Yeah. Right, they all are in the hotel rooms getting their story straight, the alibis, all of that to make oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the rookies are burying the bodies, like the bones, the things that are left. <laughs> John Lackey comes in at David Ross's room and is just like, if anybody asks, I was at Chick-fil-A with you. <laughs> John Lester's actually making the barbecue sauce. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a very, very different vibe. Um, I am excited, though. I think, you know, either way, we have no choice in rooting for it because we're all Cubs fans. And um, I don't know. I, I I, think he might be. Well, he's, he's going to have to be the right. Easy to root for is what you're saying. He's easy to root for. And, you know, I did try to start reading as um, uh, my friend Robert. Um, he gave me Teammate. I don't know if you guys read it, but I hadn't. And so I started reading it on the airplane to, to New York, but I fell asleep. And it wasn't really all that interesting to me uh, yet. Maybe it gets better. But have you guys read it? I read it. Uh, I, yeah, I read it. It's it's like I said, I always uh, the Cubs way by Verducci is by far my favorite out of all of them. I've read <laughs> I've read a lot of them, but uh, the Ross one, it, it's kind of really repetitive and and. I'm, like I'm, I'm reading be- between the lines here, but it seems like maybe a catcher wrote a little too much of the book. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> he said, it's- Accountability. Accountability. <laughs> that that ghostwriter, that ghostwriter got paid to do nothing. The one thing that, uh, you know, it was Paul Sullivan who kind of asked about, will he basically almost, will he be like a yes man, uh, you oh. know, to that degree. And, you know, is Sullivan a dick or what? <laughs> like Sullivan, he, Hey Ross, it's Sullivan. Like that was how he, everybody else is like, Hey David, you know, it's, it's yeah, so-and-so. Ross called him a, Sully. Yeah. He and, he was, Sully and he called him Sully. So yeah, they probably are uh, much more comfortable together, but it just, it was such because you can't see the reporters, right? It was just so jarring. Hey, Ross, it's Sullivan. It's like, well, well, the good thing is Ross did not promise anybody beers and shots because it was literally four years of Madden or Sully wondering where Madden's shot and beer was. He was quite upset that they never got it. Yeah, he never got beer. one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, A, why didn't they get one? That was fucking stupid. That's so easy. Uh but B, get over it. <laughs> yeah, why didn't Sullivan get one? I don't know. Maybe they just didn't see him. He's a really short guy. Maybe he's in the back of the line. I don't know. Maybe they just miscounted. I don't know what happened. But short dude, they thought was like they didn't see him. He's just like, hey guys, can I see some ID, please? Just makes me laugh my ass off. They're counting like. One, two, three, four. No, not Sullivan. My my Six, guess seven. is my guess is Gordon Whitmire drank his. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sully, look over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, the, you know, the, but the, but it led to you know you know Ross saying, hey, you know, there's going to be some collaborative effort, but you know, the decisions he make is going to be his own. And they went to Theo, and Theo 
kind of had one of those perfect Theo lines, like he was crafting it all night. If you want a puppet, don't hire David Ross. Yeah, and he yeah, said about how he a lot put- more to do with David Ross being really uncomfortable with ass play. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Theo, get your hand out of my butt crack. <laughs> I I will not say that. Uh, okay, you know, maybe you pull it out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, maybe, maybe uh, you, I don't know. Where do you go from there? Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> one thing I noticed, and it was really distracting, and I was kind of doing other things and listening to it mostly and jotting down notes. But when I did watch it, and I thought about this, because I haven't really seen David Ross too much for the last couple of years. I mean, as much as we did, obviously, when he was with the team. But um, he's got really small teeth. Like, it's kind of either his <laughs> lips he's are like thin. He's like the kid or- from Stranger Things. I don't know. I don't. I don't know which one is. One of them have small teeth. Yeah. You, uh, everybody who's listening understood that reference. Even you're talking about you, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin with the small teeth. I don't know. Just I don't know something about like his, like you. You already has like you know how like old guys with no teeth have that those kind of like sunken in lips. You know because there's no teeth there, so they go back. The lips right, like right, disappear. Right. Rossi kind of has that, and I was like, this is gonna distract me. Like the chicklets. <laughs> yeah, little chicklets. He's got little chiclet teeth. <laughs> That's you know probably why they called him grandpa. You know what I have a hard time with is that I, I, I know, Danny, you and I for sure are both older than David Ross. I know. It really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep like, thinking. Now we can't even wear the manager's jersey, right? Like, I've gone my right. whole life. This is the first time that I am older than a Cubs manager. Yeah, this is it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing us what, down, what, Crawley. Fuck, I was I was not thinking about that. I was, and it was on my brain. Like I know how old he is, and I'm like, yeah, he just got done playing. It's kind of a good thing. Like he's still familiar with all this. He's 42, like, right? 43. Yeah, he's 42. Yeah. 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 It's when Danny brought up the chicklets and the sunken pumpkin face. It made me think of it. He, well, at least he looks older than me. <laughs> That's true. He I does think. look older than us. Um, so I, I want to make a t-shirt and I'll have it out by Christmas time because this will be a big, uh, hit as a stocking stuffer. I want to make a new shirt that says, don't let the pleasure exceed the accountability. Oh. <laughs> I think that'll be a big seller, but that's, I mean, that's a Cubsterdamus level rhyme. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it takes a little, <laughs> it takes a little from the, you know, pressure, pleasure, uh, but that's where we're at now. We're, uh, accountability, holding guys accountable, accountable. Accountability. Hold yourself accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I made a remix and I, I made it to a play like kind of how it was. It's like I'm like. Accountability. Accountability. <laughs> I made it. I'll, I'll play it at the end of the show. I got it all ready to go. I released it already to uh, Patreon subscribers yeah. at the uh, $5 level. I released all the music to you guys first and. Uh, so you guys already got the accountable David Ross remix. Um, it's it's fun. I had fun making it. I was just I was listening to him. I was like, oh god, he really did say accountability a lot uh, per uh, Crawley's uh, former tweet. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta make something. Okay, wait. Does maybe may, how about this? Accountability leads to poundability. No, that's are we going too. back with the puppet thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? It, it, it? Michael, are you just looking for somebody to like rip, like ram? Oh, I was actually up your thinking about hitting the ball. Oh, I I, no, I, I think you were thinking, thinking about, about. Okay, 
I so, think yeah. you were thinking about one of our uh, one of our whatchamacallit, Man- Manscaped, the preserver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to tell everybody about that because uh, the the uh, Patreon people don't even get to know about any of the advertisements we do. And we do a bunch for like my my bookie and uh, which is a gambling thing. And uh, we do um, now it's going to start. It's uh, only two more days. I don't even think it's going to be on this show. Uh, cause we don't, they're not starting till the first, but manscaped is one of our new, uh, ad and they sent me ball deodorant <laughs> and it's I, the gift that keeps on giving that, I, that has to be a white elephant gift over for oh, uh, the unconventional, the unconventional. Yeah. I've given away this ball. Well, well, half the bottle anyway. <laughs> But no, they gave me a bunch of stuff. I used the shampoo today. It's it's pretty good. It's, it smells like all musky, like a man, you know. And then there's also some toner and refresher, which I don't even know what you do with toner. But I'll look it up. They I sent feel me. Like I don't need something to make my balls smell like musk. Well, I, I don't it's, have it's to smell. There. I'm not smelling my balls. You know, <laughs> even if I use the ball deodorant, I can't bend that far to you tell know, if it works. You- when you first told me about the ball deodorant, I thought it was deodorant like in the shape of a ball. Like I didn't understand <laughs> it at all. Oh no! See, uh, I don't. I don't need Michael, ball deodorant. My Michael, balls damn it! Get your mind in the gutter. Good. Get your mind in the gutter because that's <laughs> it's. You know what's wrong with you? you got good smelling balls. I've just never had to worry about it. So, um, <laughs> but if you don't, man, you, you can get your manscape preserver. Yeah. yeah. I'm just doing my best to keep Rob Manfred out of there and trying to juice him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to read this teammate book. I think that could give me maybe some insight into what he's uh, thinking about. I know a lot of you guys have read it out there, but if I think of, on the future shows this winter, if anything good comes up, you know, or that I think is relevant to maybe, uh, you know, what he might be like as a manager. Should, uh, I'm, I'm going to write it down and bring it up. <laughs> should uh, Michael Cotton get the book and we do like a book club? I was thinking about that, but I, it doesn't <laughs> seem like a very good book. Yeah, we did a book club a while back for even the ball was white. Yeah, that was a good that was a good book club. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and we were trying to do it for something else, and we just kind of failed. It was, you know, we we did it once. <laughs> no, I I agree. Uh, you know, if you want to get the book, Michael, get the book. We could talk yeah, about it. We can all I, read it. I would go to the local library. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. don't well, mine is signed by the ghostwriter. So <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I don't know how you we got... open it up. No signature. Must be the ghostwriter. You <laughs> 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 wrote it in invisible ink. Um. So, uh, see, I guess there's going to be some shit coming up for, uh, after the World Series ends, which could be tonight. It's two to one Astros in the middle of this game. I was trying to get Johnny on to, to talk about it, but he, Johnny, oh, you didn't mention that too. Johnny did go to the game and he got on TV. Oh yeah, he got on TV, and and not only did we did we raise him uh, five hundred bucks. But his softball team and Wheelo Wheelo, uh, the Brewers fan Eric Wheelo that comes on this show, uh, him and the softball team they raise him another five hundred. So uh, he bought his first ticket, which basically was paid for mostly by us. Well, two thirds of it was anyway. And then the next night, Wheelo gave him five hundred more. So he's just like, well, fuck this. I got to spend something on this, you know? He's like, I've got a job. So he 
uh, got like a box seat to watch his team get its ass kicked. <laughs> and he missed the good game with the boobs. Right. He never got to see the boobs. Yeah. Ugh. Or Boo Trump or any of the good shit that happened in game five, which was weird baseball. Now, yeah, but that's uh, that's awesome that he got to do that. I mean, the the even when they lose, that's their first time ever there. He got to go to those games. Like, I don't know. That, that's pretty exciting. I oh. can just tell you as a you know, long time, long time fan and season ticket holder, there was no other experience that really quite equaled walking into Wrigley for game three. That was about uh what, three years and a day ago. Uh that that the Wrigley hosted the uh World Series for the first time in seventy one years and it just was electric. There was nothing that compares to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that was special. And I think DC had a lot of that going on as well. Uh, uh, on that game three. So that's really cool because they hadn't had a World Series there in anybody's lifetime, really. Well, and it wasn't that, even the Nationals. So it was full. We were a little wondering about whether or not people would show up. They showed up. And let me tell you what the baby shark thing with that full stadium was actually really impressive. Oh, and the game is now tied. Adam Eaton just hit a home run. It's now two to two. And this just in two, I just got a text from Johnny and he just got home uh, to a package sent to him by the ranters, which is a, uh, it's a Walgreens hat. That's what we sent him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll post that on the ranters page. You can all see Johnny and the hat that we bought him. He's wearing it. And I just got the text as Adam Eaton hit the home run. So, so far, good luck. Yeah. It's perfect. So once you know, this, one thing that I think is going to be interesting, though, going back to Ross is is his coaching staff, which he mentioned that he had texted the coaches, but clearly couldn't do anything while there was no announcement. So the coaching staff is going to be one that's going to be interesting. Um, it, it's it's what we talked about. The fact that he has no experience managing, you know, do, what are you looking for in a bench coach? Those type of things. But uh, the one thing that I've kind of been looking at is Mike Borzello uh, has really kind of been somebody that's really been involved a lot in the planning with the catcher and the pitcher. Rossi's very familiar with him. You know, I'm just wondering if he, you know, they're not going to, they're going to want to keep Borzello around. I'm just very curious if they're going to keep him in the same role or would they maybe want to use him as a bench coach? Dude, if oh, Borz- yeah, promote him. Dude, that'd be epic if Borzello became the bench coach. Dude, he's a That's fan. That's actually a great idea. Well, he's a fan of the Bleacher Bum Band. He, he's he- come and seen the Bleacher Bum Band. And he loves it. He's friends with Bleacher Jeff. So he's a if- great guy. Anybody that knows him, he's really kind of a friendly, down-to-earth. To- I mean, you want to talk about a guy that looks maybe – 20 years older than us. I think he's only like four or five years older than us, but he is definitely a baseball lifer. And uh, he's a, he's a nice guy, fun guy. Yeah. Good guy to have. Everybody has great things to say about him. And, and from the beginning, I, I keep hearing just like with the coaching staff and stuff, you know, what are all the changes going to be? Everybody seems to think Borzello is a lock to stay in. Borzello is a lock to stay. Lester Strode, I think, is now like a permanent fixture. Um, <laughs> Lester Strode is going to have the uh, bullpens named after him. Like Yosh Kawano has the uh, the clubhouse named after him. He's going to have the bullpens named after him. Now, because of all the turnover, you know, you, you really, I can't see them replacing Hadavi or Iapochi. I've heard some good things about them, too. So I can't see that pitch, happening. They're not going to shut down the pitch lab. No way. 
So I think the thing that you're really looking at is, is I think that Mark Loretta is going to be done. It was a one and done deal. Um, I think. Well, and Loretta's trying for other jobs and he tried for this job. He's not going to come back, you know, right. Like right after getting passed over for that job. Right. I think it's safe to say he's out. The two guys that I'm really looking at right now are, uh, Will Venerable, who also uh, interviewed for the job. He's a first base coach. Uh, you know, he's got the Ivy League background that Theo loves a lot. Um, but, you know, I don't think he was a real serious candidate for the job. I don't want to say he wasn't. But sometimes you give an interview to a guy to just get the experience, you know. Uh, the other one is uh, Brian Butterfield, who, you know, came really highly recommended, you know, for and and the two things that he works on is uh, base running and uh infield defense both struggled last year yeah nice job here's, butterfield here's the problem that i have with butterfield we already know javi won't listen to him <laughs> yeah and and the thing with butterfield is he had a lot of health problems this year so they had a couple different guys out there but I, i'm wondering oh, right cubs talk podcast i think uh kelly Kroll was saying she thinks he's done just because of the health problems like it it's not the like they doesn't like the game anymore, but the health problems were too much. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. But I, I know Brett Taylor brought up possibly John Farrell because he was a manager. Uh, he had sons that worked as within the organization. It, it was there's the pitcher. Um, what's his Luke Farrell, right? And oh, his, and remember, his brother is in part of that restructuring of the of the ships of the, the deck chairs. Right. Yeah, and and remember, Will Farrell did the whole video at spring training <laughs> yeah, where they, he had the signs and stuff. Yeah. Or no, right? That was playoffs. That was the playoffs. So you did no, that. No, no, that was no, spring, spring training. training. He was a third base coach. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. He he played a game. He played in all the spring training. He's played in like nine different games, played nine different positions. And then he yeah, was also the so, third base I mean, coach. Very strong connection with Will. Yeah, exactly. Um, more cowbell. So, yeah, I mean, it's – and I could see, you know, Theo likes his guys. And I know, I mean, baseball is a pretty insular business. Like, there's only so many people that are lifers in it and stay in it this whole time. But, you know, there's not a heck of a lot of, um, you know, people that play the game, coach the game, manage the game at this level. So it is a lot of the same people. But Theo just seems to have a lot of the same people a little bit more. And um, yeah, the Well, names- we don't know that. Because we don't pay any attention to anybody else. The names that that you know most people want, as far as experience, you talk about John Farrell's name's been kicked around. Uh, right away, I brought up Jim Riggleman, who did a good job in, uh, as the interim coach for the Reds for a while, and he kind of has been <laughs> mm. around Riggs. Um, Ron Washington was going for a couple jobs again oh. for Washington. You Wait, know. wasn't Riggleman the Cubs manager at one point though? Oh yeah, years ago. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, that would be weird and awesome. Maybe I don't know. To have an ex-manager come back and be the bench coach? Well, I think it's – does Ross probably gets to pick his own, or you think that's collaborative with Theo? I think it's going to be collaborative. Yeah, I agree. And, again, if you go with Borzello, you know, for all the cost-cutting the Cubs want to do, you know, there you go. You don't, you know, you you don't have to hire a bench coach. You got the guy there. You could give him a little bump in the raise, but you're not paying two people anymore. Oh, uh, Washington now up three to two. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's the Walgreens hat. It's the no. Seriously, they tied it up, and now they got a home run. And another was it another home run? I just looked up and see. I don't know. Did they just uh, did 
did Manfred just throw out the new balls? Yeah, he's he's like, oh, we need this to go seven for TV ratings. Uh, th- use the new balls, but only when the Nationals are up. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption, but uh, this is the ad-supported version of the Sunranto show that you could listen to without ads if you just joined us on patreon.com slash Sunranto for as little as a dollar. But enough about that. Um, well, I, I got something sent in the mail to me the other day. Um, which is from manscaped.com, uh, a giant package, uh, their introductory package of, of all their products here, uh, samples of everything, uh, plus a couple of razors. But, you know, I'm not a very hairy guy. I've got a lot, you know, quite a bit of hair on my head these days. But, um, you know, the rest of me, not very hairy, but I do know somebody that's very hairy. So I gave this uh, Manscaped commercial to uh, Cupshire Damas to do. He's not doing anything in the off season, hasn't been on the show recently. So I'm like, why don't you get in here? I'll give you the $5 we make and uh, from Manscaped and I'll give you all these products and uh, why don't you test them out? So uh, I, I'm going to invite Cupshire Damas into the room here. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why, hello, Danny. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, Cub Shadamas. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but uh, why don't you just, I'm going to leave the room real quick and uh, you just talk about all the stuff that Manscaped sent me, will you? Why, I'd be happy to, because this stuff is wonderful. Well, first of all, and I know Danny mentioned this before on the show, but uh, what I love is this crop preserver ball deodorant that I got. Oh, my balls smell amazing now. You should see, you should see me down at the uh, tennis courts after I'm done playing a set. Oh, I just put this ball deodorant right on and uh, start sticking my balls in people's face because they love the smell of them now. I also got some uh, Crop Reviver, which tones and refreshes. And let me tell you, uh, the lawnmower razors that, that they sent me, amazing. I love it. I've shaved my entire body four times today already. It just grows back so fast. And uh, let's see, they sent me this really nice old-timey newspaper, but uh, unfortunately, and I don't tell it this to everybody, but uh, I can't read. So uh, I'm just kind of winging it with this stuff. Uh, the plow is a nice, uh, fancy little razor. I usually use just a flint stone, not a flint stone like Barney Rubble Flintstone, but, you know, I usually use, uh, you know, just a stone that I heat up in the fires of hell. And uh, now I'm, I'm going to use this, the plow. What a great little razor this is. They sent a nice little bag that I can keep it all in. And uh, then some shampoo, which, you know, I didn't even know that people actually cleaned their bodies. And uh, all of a sudden, I get this body wash slash shampoo, and I uh, used it, and, uh, man, I, I look fabulous. So, uh, anyway, uh, what you should do is uh, order this, I guess, because they're sponsoring this show. They're keeping me in magic carpet, pixie dust, uh, magic pixie dust, of course. But, uh, you know, what uh, Manscaped wants you to know is that you shouldn't be using the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. And uh, I, I can't even think of better advice to give you at this point. But uh, if you go to, um, to Manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. All you need to do is put in the Como Prode. That can't be right. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic. Um, promo code, armchair, and uh, make sure that you use the right tools on your balls, okay? Because they're juiced. This year they were juiced, and now you got to unjuice them a little bit, you know what I mean? It's the off-season. Armchair is the 
Como Prode, and uh, that's manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. So, uh, all right, cool. Uh, hey, Danny. Danny, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, Danny. Yeah, uh, thanks, Cupshadamus. Uh, well, that's all I got for you, Cupshadamus. Uh, you know, if, if you don't want to hear ads like this again, uh, well, just uh, don't want to hear Cupshadamus talking about his balls, well, uh, become a Patreon supporter. Uh, please, patreon.com slash sunrat. Cupshadamus, could you please go? Hold on a second. I've got to deodorize my balls. Cupshadamus out! Coma Brood armchair. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he picks. I, th- I think, you know, no matter who he picks, we're going to read a lot into it and make fun of it. So, <laughs> and wonder what it's all going to be. But Danny, you were right. It was another home run. This one by Juan Soto. Oh, nice. Oh, Mel Ott. Soto. Mel Ott with the dong. Best, right. Best player since Mel Ott. So, uh, another announcement this week is, uh, well, I don't know. Before we talk about that, why don't we talk about, I saw you wrote down a bunch of stuff that's going to happen right when the World Series ends and about the contracts. Yeah, when you take a look, after the World Series is over, the Cubs have five days to pick up 2020 contract options on seven players. Uh, Mark Gonzalez wrote a good piece on this. So you know that Rizzo and Quintana are, are you're, you're going to, they're going to be picked up. Okay. That's uh, 14.5 million for Rizzo and 11.5 for Quintana. The thing that kills you is that you're going to pay Brandon Morrow 3 million to go away yep. to not pitch. You're going to pay him $3 million instead of the 12 million option to the, you know, the team option. <laughs> Derek, well, you mean Derek, twelve million to not pitch versus three million to not pitch? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Derek Holland, oh man, he's going to get five hundred thousand, which is better than paying him six point five million. But oh man, I couldn't do another year of Derek Holland. Oh my the god, I would love to get five hundred thousand to do to not do something. Hey, Michael Cotton, go away. Here's five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. What a dr- oh, that's my, my dream job. It really, it really is. Now, Hayward, I mean, people tell me they don't want me to do shit all the time, but nobody pays me. Hayward and you have opt outs, and and that's not happening. They're not opting out anywhere. Yeah. And then you got three with team options with no buyouts, though. So either you pay David Phelps five million, or you cut him. Uh, Tony Bar- Barnett three million. Kendall Graveman's one of those weird Theo projects that might be someone to kind of. I don't know. Just kind of keep an eye out for. That's something that I'm going to be watching. We talked about the... Tony Barnett left the team in the middle of the year because they sent him down again. And he was all pissed off, so I don't think they picked that up either. He's he's done. And I don't know about David Phelps, to be honest, either. I I I didn't even clock that guy this year really too much. I mean, how did he even do? He was like... He actually was pitching for some odd reason in a lot of higher leverage situations more than I would want to see him. I thought he was okay. Definitely not somebody I'm dying to get back. Oh yeah, David time. David Phelps is the guy that's that he's not even the number one. Um, he's not even the number one hit on Google as David <laughs> yeah, Phelps. Yeah. It's that it's this Christian guy. Remember <laughs> the Christian singer? Yeah. Remember this guy? But we never realized. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> but we never realized. Like who goes to that concert to hear that? Oh, Who my eyes enjoyed? are bleeding right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't. Th- I don't know. They're all. None of those guys could be back. But yeah, Kendall Graveman. That was an injury situation, right? And then that was. They've had him all year. Did he even pitch? Uh, no, he did not. Yeah, he pitched in the minor leagues, but not in the major leagues. Uh, 
So we'll see. I mean, but that's kind of a lot of money for a minor league guy. Three million bucks to, I don't know, maybe. It's, I don't it, know. it's one of those risk rewards that, you know, it, it, he, his, he does not costing them a ton of money. And if he comes back to what they think he might, could be just one of those, you know, fluke chances that you can kind of do something with it. It's I, one of those contracts that lets you know what the real amount of money that the Ricketts have. Right, because they're like, eh, three million is no big deal. He may not even pitch for us this year, but we'll give it to him just in case. Well, don't all the teams do that kind of? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But then they cry, you know, like, oh, we're poor, we can't do anything. It, yet they have guys like this, you know, they're like, ah, you know, three million is not too much to risk on maybe never pitching for us. Oh, one, I want to say that it was a, it was the salary wasn't bad. It was uh what they got for it was five hundred seventy five thousand. Yeah, that's a, the minimum, right? And yeah. then, but it's like, well, they do three million. I don't think so. But he was uh, see just pitching the Arizona League, um, in the rookie league it was that, I guess the Arizona Fall League, right? Right. And uh, he had a three ERA. He pitched in one game. And he had three innings, so you can tell nothing from that, <laughs> except for that he gave up a, a run. Um, and uh, I in, think we know everything we need to know. In Iowa, he also only pitched three innings, and uh, he only pitched nine innings all year. Twelve, well, actually, I mean, if you count Arizona. Well, then that's a deal. I mean, what is that? Three, you know, it's like a million dollars per inning. Great. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 his numbers aren't great. I mean, if you you got to go all the way back to 2014 to show any promise, and that's in pretty much single A. And he had he had some when he was in the Toronto organization. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, we can't sign Kendall Graveman. I'm allergic to him. So, yes, yeah, exactly. No, you got to go back to 2014 to to look at any numbers with kind of some promise. I don't know. Oh. You know, it, it's it's one of those things. Who would have ever thought if you would have told me that Rich Hill would have been pitching in the NLCS or the World Series last year, I would have, you know, you'd have told me that five years ago to laugh my ass off. You know what I mean? Rich Hill from, you know, 2007 Cubs, you know, that guy somehow just managed to make his way back. And Graveman could always be one of those type of candidates that like just had the prime stuff, just injuries kind of derailed them. And if things go the right way, some team could really get a big deal on him. I don't know. I'm so over injuries being Theo's latest market efficiency. You know what I mean? Like all the freaking wasted money on like Tommy John recovery dudes. Like what's his name? Smiley. Remember that guy? Drew Smiley. I went to Texas. Yeah. There was no point to any of that. And it was just like, you know, and so he takes all these chances on these dudes coming back from Tommy John. He thinks he's so smart getting them back. And I'm sorry, but it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked out most of the time. So like, I don't know. I'm over it. But uh and it and this seems like more of the same as all I'm saying. So and then we got some uh free agents, of course, which we I think we said right at the end of the year, but if you want yeah, to list those Yeah, bit. why don't you just list them? Again. You know, Castellanos will probably be going elsewhere. Lucroy won't be back. Hamels, no, not for that price. Cishek, we're worried that his arm may be completely falling off right now. Kinsler's a tough one. Uh, you know, it's you got to have bullpen guys, and he had a really good year last year. Cedeno, no. Strope is is also he's made it very clear he wants to stick with the Cubs, and that's one to kind of look at too. Yeah, Strope Strope hopes to take over Strode's job someday. Yeah, I mean it w- they can just uh, change only the last two letters on the the jersey. 
Just yeah, hand on money. over. Yeah, save even more money. So, uh, and of that, course, that's why Ross didn't change his jersey number. Now we know they just didn't want to pay for a fifty-five to be put on that jersey. They just grabbed a couple from the Cub store across the street that they own. <laughs> yeah, that that number has nothing to do with what he's wearing during the season. And of course, we have. Uh, Danny, come back. Any kind of man can see, but I mean Ben, ben Zobrist. I mean, I, there are a few rumors out there that he's not done, done, but he's he's done, done. I would guess he is right. He's he's trying to get back with his wife, right? And he has mentioned that it's time for him to take a backseat to her career because she has done so for him. So he's going to be on the Marquee Network doing a Mr. Mom, like, half reality, half scripted sitcom. Oh, my God. And it, But it's going to be like uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Like, back in the... the <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it'd be something like that, where, the, you know, the Praise the Lord Network kind of thing. You know, Zo- gonna... Zobris Knows Best, I think is what it's called. So, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess uh, we got couple weeks and then we have a whole month to wait until month more than a month to wait until the winter meeting so but you know because there's so many holes on the team I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs make a few moves before that like throughout this month even if it's just kind of little kind of house cleaning sort of thing I I think Rossi's gonna start putting together his his coaching staff real quick yeah I know they want him to it sounds like it yeah, and, and like I said, there's probably not going to be a lot of wholesale changes. I'm really looking at bench coach and and then third base coach, to be honest. And then uh, the Cubs convention was announced when that's going to be, so I guess I'll go down to that. But also, the, I guess we'll have the unconventional then, too, uh, that night, which is what the 20... Let's see. Why didn't I didn't write? Uh, was it twentieth? Is it the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth? Yeah. So we'll have a party up at G Man Tavern. I'm, I'll book that immediately. And uh, so plan on coming in, or if if you want to go to the convention or part of it, you know, we'll throw the late night party um, in lieu of bingo. And Crawley, I know it kills you that I throw this at the same time that bingo's <laughs> going on. Because you want to get one of those uh, flags that flo- has flown high atop Wrigley Field that Wayne it's, Mesmer it, gives away. It's, it's one of those things that I've been chasing. Uh, you know, I, I don't even care about the damn flag. I just once want to win bingo and have Wayne Mesmer acknowledge it. It's been 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years that I've been trying to win a damn bingo. And, and unfortunately, my, my luck has just not been there. Yeah. Some people want acknowledgement by their father. <laughs> Crawley just wants Wayne Mesmer, Wayne Mesmer. to say his name. <laughs> Bingo I, I winner. Man, man. Just to just to walk up and listen to the crowd boo and throw things at you. It'd <laughs> yeah. be the greatest feeling in the world. That is the best part of oh. Bingo is booing the winners. I mean, to be fair, Crawley, go to the unconventional. We will boo you and throw <laughs> shit at you all night long yeah. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was at the very first unconventional with uh, Katie Day and, and and Danny doing a solo set. That was the, that was uh, a lot. And actually, I won big. I won a whole bunch of stuff that night. Oh yeah, I won the Milwaukee tickets, uh, a couple other things that I won. That was a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, it's one hundred twenty-five bucks. I that's really expensive. I remember it wasn't even it wasn't that long ago. It was sixty-five dollars to go. Am I am I wrong about this, or am I remembering this wrong? No, that way when they won the World Series, it really, really jumped. I think they doubled the price. Well, and Carly, aren't sixty to one twenty? I think I saw you post that there were things that were available only to 
season ticket holders, but now everybody can just pay more. It, yeah, so things? this is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I will tell you that last year's Cubs Con was probably the lamest that I've ever in a long time, probably since like the 2013 season. It was it was really bad. Just didn't they didn't have a lot of stuff. So the last few years when they moved things over to the Sheridan, I think the second or third year at the Sheridan, they have a hotel across the street called the Lowe's. And what the Lowe's hotel used to be was kind of a really intimate setting, like mood lighting and nice couches and everybody it was like for season ticket holders only special season ticket holder uh, autograph sessions. And now this year you can purchase, I think separate, tickets you have one doesn't get you into the other so it's you have to have a ticket for the sheridan and a ticket for the lows unless you're doing the full weekend pass but they're going to be doing a lot of stuff as far as with the marquee so i think this is going to be a real big cubs con kind of a change in direction for them you know where they're you know they're usually doing the same old win loser draw or something stupid like that i think this is going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be like live studio audiences for marquee kind of type uh, Cubs YouTube shows. I know they're going to be doing Bay versus ball player and a couple other stuff. So I think it's like, if you want to kind of be there and kind of, kind of be involved in what, I don't know if they're going to debut it on the marquee network or if they're going to put it on the YouTube network, but I think this is going to be a kind of a turning point for Cubs convention where it's really going to be driven uh, where the marquee network is going to drive a lot of stuff now. They're charging $40 to go see Bay versus ball player. Like when I went to Price is Right, I got in free to be a studio audience. $40 to go watch like Chris and Jessica uh, Bryant flirt with each other. $40 to see Chris Bryant lie about how much he likes hip hop music. (laughs) And and then on on Sunday they're doing, and now normally they have a kid's room set up. I guess they're going to still have that going on, but but now you have to pay $25 for the Sunday family fun day, which they'll have face painting and inflatables, which is pretty much what they had in the other room that used to be free. And now it costs $25 and I guess they, I don't know, keep creepers out or something. I don't know how it works, <laughs> but it's 20, <laughs> 25 bucks a kid, a it's kid, the new market inefficiency, get the kids. I think they, what they're going, they're planning on doing is, is if you ever stay till Sunday, Sunday's like like dead. It's like tumbleweeds there. Everybody is so they've spent so much money and they're so damn hungover. Hungover, yeah. No, everyone just wants to get home. So there's not really much to do. They usually have what is it, the down on the farm or something, where they have a bunch of farm guys that you know. Only unless you're like super, super into like, you know, prospects, nobody really goes to. And, you know, they may have one or two other sessions, but not really. Even the players are hungover and just done. Yeah. 84 Cubs are, were there one year, I remember. That was actually a good one to go to, wonderful. you know, uh, yeah. for a Sunday. But I think that they're, they're going to like really kind of do like a big whole like carnival. I don't know. I can't really say, you know, what they, you know, exactly what it's going to look like. But I think they want it to look more than that like tiny little room where they play bozo buckets and face paint. Yeah. Well, it better be for 25 bucks. They better have something better for the kids. And, and maybe it'll actually be a more full day so that, you know, because a lot of those things, I mean, it's kind of supposed to be for kids, like all the autographs and stuff. It would probably be good if it's for kids, but it's really for adults who want to act like kids and get drunk. That's what Cubs Convention's <laughs> for. And so if they separate that out and say, okay, we're going to have something here and like, you know, 
Victor Caratini's going to be there, and you know, and he's he'll paint your face. I don't know if they had if Victor Caratini. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, no, if, you, if you, they you, actually you, had players painting the kids' faces. Yeah, kids are just walking around with dumb shit all over their face. <laughs> no, Danny, you and I have talked about this for years. That if they just let like two guys like us put together the Cubs convention, it'd be a thousand times better. But yeah, you oh, could yeah. make a, a totally fun experience, like a special kids day where adults really aren't supposed to be involved in anything at all you know what i mean yeah and then make it a totally I think separate we know thing. that adults being involved with anything is a bad idea <laughs> well you could say the same thing about kids <laughs> let me tell you my vasectomy will tell you that um the sun ranto show is sponsored by ads so here's another one um i'm over here at mybookie.ag and um man, it's, you know baseball's over there's nothing for me to bet on in my mind um, but I'm, I'm looking here and, uh, the Cubs are plus 2000 to win the world series right now. And the, here's the, the teams ahead of us, the Astros, the Yankees, the Nationals, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Mets, the Braves, the Indians, and the twins. We're right there with the Rays. We're tied with the Rays. The small market don't have any fans race. Over at mybookie.ag. Well, if you believe in your team, I would suggest going to mybookie.ag and signing up today and use promo code SHARE to have them double your first deposit. That's double. That's two times the money you put in. I put it all on the Cubs. All thousand. Come on now. Are we fans or are we not fans? And uh, if you want the Sun Ranto Show to have money to bet, well, uh, become a Patreon supporter, huh? And you never have to listen to mybookie.ag ads again, okay? Patreon.com slash Sun Ranto. Now back to the show. <laughs> right. So, Kids shouldn't have been doing yeah. that to you. Oh, I got manscaped a long time ago, people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't need no ball deodorant. I, don't, I, I, got, <laughs> I got nothing going on down there. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the blue chew we sell either. So, um, if you're not going to be using it, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying if it's free, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you at the, at the Kip Christmas caroling. <laughs> we'll, we'll all sing songs, get drunk and manscape each other. Hey, be, uh, we'll trim it. We'll trim each other's trees. <laughs> oh shit. I'll bring it to Stewart's for the, uh, the Christmas party at club 400. No, oh, that's all you need. There we go. Trim some trees. Um, I don't know. There's really not much to add. I did want to do a little bit of uh, house cleaning before we end this. And uh, first of all, I do want to thank all our Patreon subscribers because I don't know if you all noticed that this episode might have sounded a little different. But um, you guys bought Crawley a uh, kick-ass microphone and some headphones. And I bought this compressor limiter gate, which uh, some of you musicians might know about. Um, but it's it basically is going to e- help even out the sound, kind of warm it up a little bit, make sure we don't get you know as many like peaks and valleys of the volume, and it, that it's all just kind of right there for you. So I know that that sometimes can be an issue with uh, all the different ways we have to record sometimes with phones and um, anyway. There's a there's a Twitter follower I have. Tommy uh, goes with at little yumper, but he was somebody that just signed up for the Patreon and just wanted to give him a shout out because it does help. Yeah, it really does. And uh, he signed up at the ten dollar level, which is the um, what's that? Uh, I, I, I well, I sent a photograph, and I was going to send it every month, and then I realized by doing that, I was actually losing money 
on the ten dollar level, you know, by printing the photos because I had to pay for shipping and all this shit. So I, so and I, I'm a really bad businessman. I really should hire somebody to be this person for me because maybe they would get us, uh, you know, a little bit more money for everybody for tickets and beer and all that stuff. But I just wanted to say thank you because uh, you know everything you give. I, I do try to put it back into the show for tickets and beer and gear. And this is some important stuff, and we needed it. And you know, so thank you. Just, I want to say thank you. And um, for those of you that are Patreon subscribers, we're also, I never really announced this, I realized, because I really didn't know how it was going to go or not. But th- this group asked me, they're like a uh, sports conglomerate kind of network called Armchair All-Americans. And they've been shooting me all the ads that we're doing. Like for the Manscaped and my bookie and the Blue Chew and all that stuff. So um, I, I just want to say that like, you know, we don't, it, they don't give us that much because let's face it, we're a niche show. We do weird Cubs comedy. There's lots of other Cubs podcasts out there that kind of, we all, you know, we're all given the same information. We try to do it, um, you know, in a funny way that's, you know, a little offensive and we have a good time with it, but um, it's a niche. It's a, it's a niche of a niche of a niche. So I got to say, we don't get enough downloads through our, um, you know, uh, armchair all americans for the manscaped and all that stuff we don't get enough downloads to really make much money at all like we get like 30 dollars a month or something like that so it's really not it's nothing so um i even more important are our patreon subscribers because every single uh dollar you give us that's worth like a hundred downloads to a popular show you see so um thank you again for just uh supporting us and um you know it's the off season now and we're going to spend a lot of time kind of like looking at what we do on this show. Um, I don't know where Lyle is. People have asked me. I don't know. He disappeared. He probably has great reasons, um, but I don't know them because he's just that guy sometimes. He's done it before, those of you that have listened to this before. And uh, I've gone years without talking to him. But, uh, you know, obviously he's always welcome to come back a- as a visitor. But it's really nice to have Crawley in the show. So we're going to change things up a little bit. We you know, have some new ideas and stuff, but we're going to work hard, keep bringing this show to you. And uh, it's all thanks to our Patreon people. So I just wanted to say thanks for the mic, thanks for the headphones, thanks for the compressor, and thanks for letting us do our little weird baseball show that's a little dirty. And and get me free ball deodorant from it. <laughs> so and. It, anybody that knows Danny on a personal level knows that my ball smells terrible. We need to give him more <laughs> ball deodorant. Yeah. And uh, I also know I owe people prizes from the end of the year. Chris Soloto, who's done a lot of work on the show, he's you know he asked uh, about it. You know, hey, where's my fucking prize? I owe Bill Sugar <laughs> something. You know, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go back through the scripts, figure out who I owe what. Um, if I if I fucked it up. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I, I got to get to the post office, to the Steve Goodman post office where everything goes out of. But um, I don't know. I, I'm having fun. I think I think we I think uh, I think we're a great team, boys. And I want to I want to keep it rolling and uh, talk about the Cubs. That's all I want to do. Um, I don't know. Anything else to add about the, this this week in Cubs non-baseball? No, I mean, that was the biggest news right there is that we're going to keep this thing going, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael always wonders like how much did Danny really put up with him for? No, but I'm, I'm just waiting I'm just waiting to get big enough that that that, that, that manscaping keeps sending more things, you know. That just that intrigues me. 
Oh yeah, uh, well, you, I, enough you, enough to share it between all three of us. Yeah, I mean, you you can honestly <laughs> you can honestly have yeah. Well, we could share this bottle of bald deodorant. I'll I'll use a third of it and then I'll send it on to Colorado. <laughs> so and then and then you send it back to Crawley because that's how <laughs> <laughs> Crawley gets the third. Yeah, Crawley. Well, no, no. We'll, 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 uh, what what do you want first, Crawley? You you can get the uh, toner. Do you know what that does? What does that do? I don't know. It says reviver. Toner and refresher. Hmm. I don't know. The the fine print is too small for me to read. <laughs> I mean, the directions are too small. Just, but that's just because I have bad eyesight sight and the, the lights off. But it says anytime pick up something. Oh, I do want to read this though before we get our t- our TFCs out there. If you have any, um, okay, the directions for the ball deodorant. I, t- I sent them to you <laughs> earlier. It's great, but I have to turn the light on real quick. Oh, fuck. No, it's unplugged. Uh, It says, take a shower, then towel off until your goodies are dry. And then goodies. Goodies. Yeah. I've never referred to mine as my goodies. Apply a small amount of crop preserver onto your balls and surround and surrounding area. Wait. Surrounding area. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Like your taste. What what preserver? (laughs) I could be reading it wrong. It's really small, and I'm. Did you say crop? I'm older than the Cubs manager. I can't read this. <laughs> Christ, man! I need readers. I don't crop have... preserver. Well, in the whole thing about the goodies, I mean, uh, my goodies are in the bag. I can't really rub anything on them. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be awkward. It's um, a goodie bag. The goodies are not. I don't know. So, do you guys have any TFCs of the week? I, I yeah, I got one. All right, let's hear it. It's not great. But all right. Uh Dancing with the Stars tweeted, You never know what can happen, especially on Halloween night. Don't miss Dancing with the Stars on ABC and the Wrigleyville Rowdies post. You may just become the next Cubs manager. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would be a great uh way to sell that show. You got anything, Crawley? I got nothing, my man. All right. Well, I got. I got a. Well, this wasn't isn't really a TFC as much as it is an announcement because I believe I don't remember if I mentioned on this show that it seems that Koji Uihara, ex Cubs pitcher, is doing a show in Japan, a TV show like a la David Ross Dancing with the Stars, called Naked Athlete. Ooh. Oh. So, wait. Send him the manscaping stuff. (laughs) Could he be the next bench coach? Uh, uh, So, here's what he he tweeted. Um, Naked athlete who is very popular is now broadcast on the ground. The title, this is all translation. The title changes for one plus. Broadcast is scheduled for October 30th. That's tomorrow at 2535 midnight. Which that's not a time, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a time everywhere else in the world it, except for the United it's, States. It's Japanese military time, which goes on a thirty-two hour day. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that's seven thirty. It's a twenty-five minute show on very late that apparently has naked athletes. It apparently has naked Koji Uihara. So, um, you know, if that's the kind of stuff that the Marquee Network's looking for, you know. Seriously, oh, it's I. You know what? Anybody out there, if you can get video of this show, please send it to us. I want to see this because, I really, as we know, 
I'm into puppetry. um and i have and i have one from the sunranto ranters page uh which is from jergo stuff on the ranters he says fact mike tyson pronounces david ross as david roth (laughs) fact david lee roth was the first singer of van halen fact sammy hagar was the second lead singer of van halen fact Sammy Hagar can't drive 55. Fact. David Ross is the 55th manager of the Chicago Cubs. Fact. Mike Tyson once played for the Chicago Cubs, not the boxer, Mike Tyson. And fact. I really don't know where I'm going with all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed that very, very, very much. That was a nice fact. Factoids. And uh, that's pretty much all I got for you. By the way, Koji Uyahara has his own IMDb webpage, so I'm looking into this right here. Oh, if anybody can find it, it's Crawley's that's gonna sleuth it. Uh, now, now I got a, I got a project. I got a friend in Japan. We may we may be getting some of this stuff. Oh, for the Patreon subscribers, there will be video. Oh yeah, dude. I, oh man, yeah. Yeah, only for the Patreon subscribers at the eighty dollar level. You know what's gonna be <laughs> terrible though. We're going to post this, and Major League Baseball is going to ban him for life for promoting <laughs> for, for a show with naked. <laughs> it's true. Well, God bless those women, and God bless the Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners, and God bless you guys, even though I don't really believe in God that much. So, Spagog. Spagog! Spagog. Accountability. Hold you guys accountable. Accountability. The accountability. <laughs> Accountability. 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 Holding guys accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Accountability. Holding guys accountable. 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 Accountability. Hold yourself accountable. Accountability. Holding guys accountable.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.